You're listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast, exploring all things on the Great British Baking Show with your hosts, Alison Roche and Lisa Vukmirovic. Hey everyone, I'm Alison. And I'm Lisa, and we are so excited today to have our new friend, Karen Wright with us. Yay! Welcome to the Soggy Bottom Girls. Oh, thank you. And hello and good afternoon. It's good afternoon here in, in Yorkshire in England. I have no idea what time it is with you girls. It doesn't matter what time it is. It's all about you today. <laughs> That's all about me. Great. Okay, lovely. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. So, yeah. Thank you for having me, though. Oh, for, thank that. you so much. It's really lovely. Yeah. And I'm all ready. Spill the beans. Spill the beans. Lisa and I have been talking through your season. And just to start out with, I have to say, your season was difficult. It starts out, the very first episode starts out so challenging to me, the selfie. And actually, what our listeners can't hear is I can sort of see a selfie you have on your wall, which is reminiscent of your... 3D biscuit you made, but I'm angling it to so you yes, can you see. Are. Fantastic. It is actually a life-size um photograph on canvas of one of my um not the one I did in the show, but it, uh, the one I did in the show should have been exactly like that. But you know, that that was a practice one that I did at home oh. took a photograph of. Oh and um it's one of my favorite things i know it's gaudy and a lot of people perhaps wouldn't have that hanging on their living room wall but then that is me i mean it was meant to represent me and like you quite rightly say it was difficult in that when the brief came through for week one which was also a surprise because week one is generally cake on the great british bake off mm-hmm. so they they rang the changes that year and, and said it was biscuit and they wanted this biscuit selfie. Now, my grand old age that I was at the time, I'd just hit 60. I hadn't really, I had hardly got on with a mobile phone. I knew people had selfies <laughs> and stuff, but I'd not really, I'd never, had ne- never needed to take a selfie photograph of myself in my life. So I didn't really understand the brief at first take you must do a selfie biscuit and it's got to be 40 centimeters by 40 as a minimum so that's pretty pretty big mm-hmm. um and, and and everything so when when i finally got the idea that it should represent me on a significant part of my life um i got really creative and i really enjoyed that and i i think it was probably my favorite bake maybe because mm-hmm. only because it worked out. Yes, <laughs> it sure did. Well, Absolutely. When, when it got me through to week two, I think. Yeah. Well, maybe I'm getting ahead a little bit, but maybe tell us why you applied. I, I guess I, do, I don't know that story. What What was the motivation uh, for you? Ah, uh, 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 well, yeah. Um, it's it's a bit of a story. This. Um, okay, so. All of my life, I have been able to bake a sponge cake okay. Like a Victoria sponge was the thing I did. So I've got two daughters, grown-up girls now. But when they were little birthdays, I'd make a Victoria sponge and I'd make some theme like you do for your kids. Um, And other bakes that I've only ever done really was I could do scones. You guys call them biscuits, don't you, but the scones. And maybe I could do shortcrust pastry okay, but not always okay because I... I never really followed the recipes or did the rules, like keeping things chilled and that. So I had a very limited repertoire of 
three things. Oh, and I can do Christmas cake because I like that. Um, so I've never really done anything, but it got me through. And um, I wasn't a mad keen baker either. I just did those whenever I needed to, if somebody was coming for tea or something. And um, years and years and years passed. And I was working in France um, with my husband, John. And we were, it was seasonal. So I was out in France for maybe eight or nine, possibly 10 months of the year, fixing caravans, mobile homes, like a holiday accommodation, let's call it. Um, and while I was out in France, there was a lot of scope for looking at beautiful patisserie um, in not just the boulangeries and patisseries, but also in, in just supermarkets. It's absolutely works of art, so beautiful. So I became more and more drawn to the beauty of delicious looking cakes and what have you got. Um, and I'd got some spare time, you know, the other two months when I wasn't doing anything because I was back home in the UK. Um, so I started looking on the internet about how to decorate cakes. I wasn't interested really in the baking part. It was more the artistic aspect. So I started look, looking on YouTube and that and teaching myself how to stack a cake and how to cover a cake. It was still that same cake, mine. You know, it was still that Victoria sponge. I might put cocoa in it or I might put coffee in it or lemon, but it was still basically a Victoria sponge mix. Um, but I got artistic and I got going and I was enjoying it. And I started being asked by family and that to, if it could do cakes. So they got a little bit better than the bean. Um, and it, it progressed with this. And on my granddaughter's first birthday, and she's now, she's only five and a half now. So this is how long ago. It's not that long. Um, I decided I would take the cake to Brighton um, in Sussex where they live. Now, Brighton's got a very um, specific vibe. And I wanted to create that in this very big cake because it was going to be a big party for grown-ups, really, because babies don't know, did they? It was all everybody. And um, I did this cake Brighton, but it was still it was lemon, a lemon Victoria sponge a big rectangle it was with beach and all sorts and uh, of course a lot of people tried it and a lot of people saw it and a lot, a lot of people started to say almost jokingly, oh it's great, that looks amazing Kevin, you ought to go on Bake Off, get yourself on Bake Off get on Bake Off, you should be on Bake Off and I just thought, <laughs> let, let it go over my head, well you're right, I know I can only do this one cake, but my daughter sent me the link because it was on the TV at the time of her birthdays in September, so it was, the series was on. So it was very on everybody's TV at the time, everybody was thinking about Bake Off. So I got the link and I took one look at it, it came from on the laptop, and I was, and I thought, I can't do any of these things on this list. The things are saying, you know, you must show evidence that you can do this, 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 this. You, you know, don't you, how many different styles of baking, breads, pastries, cakes, fillings, toppings, biscuits, all that. And I had never done it because I'd only done the Victoria sponge, really. Um, and I was just about to shut, it, shut the laptop and forget it. And this voice, whoops, that's my phone. That's okay. Um, <laughs> this voice in my head. I mean, I'm not clairvoyant or anything daft, but, you know, it, the idea, I suddenly thought, well, how hard could it be then to teach yourself how to go through all of these things on the list, on the application form? I've got two months, it closes. <laughs> January. This wow. was at the end of September, beginning of October. Um, so I, I got all excited then because I don't get inspired very quickly. 
And I came running down here and said to John, I'm going to do this application form. I'm going to try to work through methodically and see if I can teach myself. And don't tell anybody because if I, if I find I can't, I'll just leave it. Um, but then I got really organised. And then I started thinking, right, I need to cover cakes, pastries, breads, all that. And I sort of set myself a week-on-week target of, you know, the basic ones that I could think of to go through. And, and, and I found that, by and large, they worked okay. It was, you know, nothing was so hard that I couldn't get something that at least looked all right for the photographs because then I took a nice photograph and uploaded it onto the application. So I was slowly, slowly putting all this baking in. And, um, yeah, I got through it in the end. I filled out, I didn't do filo. That was the one thing I thought, I'm not even going to go. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> be, be real. Very um, smart. Very smart. Yes, <laughs> I'm honest. And, and then, I, and then we, we, we put together the rest of the application very, very carefully. My daughters, one of them is academic and, and the other one in Brighton is creative. And um, they edited me basically so they'd seen what I wrote about myself and one of them said uh, uh, that sounds rubbish or you gloss that up a bit more mum saying that you forgot to mention this about yourself you know and the other one edited it grammar put the grammar correctly so as a family we did a really good application to the point where I thought we can't polish this any better it's it's as good as it's going to get and um, I sent it on, on New Year's Day 2018 and um that's where the story started. I, I mean, I never really thought about it after that because it'd been a bit of a challenge to myself, you know. I just thought, oh, and I got on this thing and I thought, oh, it's working out, you know. Things are all right here. And um, that's it. Then I got the phone call and, you know, that's a long story, isn't it? But I uh, love that. I love that. That's incredible. Can you just give us a little tiny glimpse into the method? Where Did you just do a combo of, you know, online recipes, YouTube for the method, or did you have books? Did you talk to people to help you work your way through those personal challenges? Yeah. Well, I didn't talk to anyone because I didn't want to tell anyone that I was doing it. Okay. Because, well, I just didn't. I just felt like it, it was my sort of thing to see because um, I didn't really at the start expect it to, to get you know, I thought oh, it's a long, it's a, it's a long shot. This, um, so no, I, I, I mean, I, I've got a lot of cookery books. Uh, I've got a lot more since, obviously. Mm. But I think I stuck to some quite basic things. You know, the breads. I can't remember now exactly, but you know, I didn't go mad on 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 doing really weird things. For example, I didn't cover Genoese sponge. Never made one in all that time, and that caught me out on Cake Week. I don't whether you remember Monet's awful green the technical <laughs> challenge for the cake for us was Monet's God, it, it was, was with the, the spinach, spinach yeah spinach yes. marzipan and, and it was basically Genoese and I had a mental book I couldn't really say a mental block because I've never done that. <laughs> but you know you've got the basic things there whip up your eggs and, and everybody else was going mad in front of me it was good I was at the back week two week one I was at the front which I had the, the famous crispy eating episode where I ate the crispy yes yes <laughs> I've done a deep dive on that one yeah <laughs> but on, this, on week two with that Genoese I, I um I just I just didn't know what to do and it showed I came last 
but that was jumping ahead. So I didn't I didn't cover everything, but mm-hmm. I pretty much did. I did a bit of you know I did I made some I, I did like laminated pastries and I did meal foil, which was a great thing that I did on my practice actually because when I was in the audition process where you actually have to go and do a technical right at the end where the riddle all the initial lot of people down to the last groups of people and you have to do a blind technical challenge under the conditions that you would do um in the tent in, in, including having cameras and people talk you know interviewing you as you go around 12 of this Rahul was in my group mm-hmm. and Kim Jai and John Jenkins were five of us in that that got into the final 12 believe it or not but the technical challenge was at the and meal five. And I remember thinking, hello. <laughs> I've done one of these in my practice. I've only done it once. At least I've done it. <laughs> um, so, so I just use whatever, um, you know, basic re- recipes, a little bit of YouTubing probably. Um, and, yeah, I mean, learning, teaching myself how to pipe things. I, I discovered I like piping stuff. I like that. Um, perhaps it's part of the fact that I like the decorative elements. So, you mm-hmm. know, brush embroidery, things like um, that I, I didn't know existed before. I mean, who do you know that about brush embroidery? You know this? Brush no. embroidery? No. Ah. <laughs> when we when we went down on the um, in the audition process when we got through um and we went to do that te- technical challenge, we needed to take six highly decorated decorated biscuits. Not to be eaten, fortunately, because I still have them upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're very, very shabby now, of course, but because um, I take them to my talks and show people. But I was thinking for my decorative biscuits, they had to, everything has to have a backstory that, that relates to you somehow. Mm-hmm. Why have you picked this, Karen? The might have said to me, you know. So I did six different biscuits, and the first one I did was a Clarice Cliff. The, the ceramic artist from the 1930s Art Deco. Um, and it does look like a Clarice painting, Little Biscuit. And I did that with flooding. So th- this was all new techniques, mm-hmm. you know, I've, in this process. I think, ooh, I'll teach myself how to do this quick. And then um, the brush embroidery was, I wanted to do pool pottery. Pool pottery is another um, of that time of the Art Deco period in um, it's a pottery down in Dorset and it still exists. And they, you can tell, you know, if you look at a piece, well, I, I can, because I mean, but you, I think, oh yeah, that, I bet that's pool pottery because they've got a style to them. So I thought, oh, this will work well. I could do these flowers. And I found this technique called brush embroidery. So you make the vial icing and you pipe, say, the flower design on it, on the biscuit. Right. Then you get a paintbrush, a very small paintbrush, and wet it. And then you drag the wet icing down so it looks like sewing oh. looks like little stitches you know wow. yeah um wow. so all all these <laughs> things are found online i mean i haven't rewritten the wheel have I? you know it's all been done before me um so yeah i i just went through whatever method i could i can't remember now. it was all it was a, a blur of activity i was uh, when i was teaching myself all that stuff and this is why people seem to like this story when i tell it in in the flesh, mm-hmm. um, because it's like it, I went from zero to there, short time, and I applied myself very di- diligently. So nothing, like I'd say, nothing comes from no effort. 
you know, when I decided to do it, I was in the kitchen very early in the morning and all day, every day, Monday to Friday, I did it to get through these bakes and to catalog it. So it was a hybrid industry. It was a lot of hard work, which paid off. And um, yeah, and, and it's been a, a bit of a roller coaster since then, I'd say. Here's what I here's what I don't like about this story. I don't like that I didn't know this. I don't like that I didn't know this because I think it makes what you accomplished there so much more impressive. And I'm thinking of the last season that's current, the current um, bake-off with Chiggs, the baker, and that was constantly brought up that he's only been baking for you know, this amount of time, only a year only for this long. Ah, and, you're right. But I, I didn't tell them particularly. Oh. I, I, I kept it known well because I thought that, you know, I, 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 I didn't, I didn't want them to think that I wasn't experienced enough. Mm. See, because I didn't know, I know now how things might work, but of course I was completely new to applications or what we might be looking for. So I didn't fib, but I just didn't go, yeah. actually, I've only taught myself. I just went, yeah, I've been baking a bit. I've done this. I've done, I love decorating. I think I emphasised the other things it, because I just didn't want them to think that, oh, no, she's, you know, because other people have applied like four and five times to get on and been told they're not experienced enough. And try again next year, you know. Rosie was in my lots. Rosie Brandreth, um, she was in my, the the time when I went down to the technical challenge Mm -hmm. and they picked myself and Rahul and and John Jenkins and and Luke and um, myself, obviously. And Rosie was there that year because there was only 12 in our group. So, you you know, you remember faces and and you're there all day bonding with with these 12 people just for that day. And I don't know why Rosie didn't get picked that year because look how amazing she is. I mean, she's yeah. so, so, so talented. Um, but for the, whatever reason that year, they didn't select her. Oh, cuckoo. <laughs> but you, you are the uh, embodiment of fake it till you make it. <laughs> I, well, yes, I mean, I tell, I tell it now loud loud and, and clear because I, I, I find people... Um, I feel they do feel inspired to not necessarily for baking, you know, but you can apply the same. Absolutely. Absolutely. To whatever you might, you know, say for example, oh, let me turn my notifications down. It could be going mad now. That's probably Terry. Um, <laughs> you, know, you remember Terry off my ear? Yes. Oh, of course. Yeah, well, Terry and I speak every day. Oh, we would love um, to talk to him. Tell him to give us yeah. a call. I'll mention it to him. He's I mean, adorable. We, we could have done it together, but I never sort of got around to um, to, to saying much about that. But yes, we, we do have a good WhatsApp, uh, at least and resume a couple of times a week. Just trying to turn my settings off, but oh, that's how I go. Right. Right, that's better. Um, where were we? Yes. Um, yes, so people do find it, and I want people to find it um, uplifting and inspirational and to have a go it at is. things. So I, what I say to people is when I'm I'm with Chiggs in two weeks' time, funnily enough. Um, oh, wow. I've not met him before. Um, but I'm, we're doing a food festival in the north of England and he's um one of them and I'm one of them. So I get to meet him. I'm That's on the great. same day. That is, it is oh no, it's it's a great family thing, you know. We're always delighted <laughs> we make, make, to actually meet people in the flesh. Um but Oh, I'm lost with thread. Oh, about, about, yes, I always say to people when I'm on a stage, um, 
if I hadn't done that, I would never have known. Because I'm not a bad baker now. I mean, I wasn't great shakes to start with because obviously everything was was new. But I've been doing this now for three and a half years and I've learned so much um, technically, not just not baking on necessarily, but about time management, about all the things that went into yeah. getting onto that show and being on the show and managing yourself and what makes you strong, your weak points, all the rest of the things that you need to work on in life um, was a great exercise. And I would never have known that I can make some quite stunning things had I not applied and gone through the process I, I, you know I might never in all of my life never been aware that I have that talent somewhere Let's call it talent but you know the ability to pull things out of the bag to do things to think outside the box or whatever it is to make something and um, there's no doubt lots of other things I'm, I've, I'm able to do but I just haven't unlocked the key yet I haven't actually found what they are but we all carry all sorts of abilities don't we it's just a question of pushing and uh, discovering what they are, I think. That is that is uh, so beautiful and inspiring. It should it should be a book. Well, oh, <laughs> I, I, I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't know where to start actually with a book. I need some guidance on that, and that's something else that the process taught me. Though, is that people generally want to help, and I asked my. Initially, my nearest and dearest, um, my two girls and my husband were very good. I couldn't have managed, no, I couldn't, I, you can manage anything, but it would have been much more difficult to get through that process and, and going through the um, application stage then when you got into that and you're being called up for things and asked things and getting the briefs through when you'd finally got the space, getting these, you know, you'll make a biscuit chandelier. What do they mean, John? What? I don't understand. This is absolutely crazy. It was. It was crazy. What, what, what a daft thing, wasn't it? Uh, but I, but the, when you got the brief, they actually t- tell you how heavy it can be, but it must be bigger than that or heavier than that. It must be able to hang. It's got to be this, 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 this. this. And, um, and I was out on my deck sometimes, but I found that somebody could like throw some light on that. John would, because it, on that particular occasion, it helped me. My girls were very, they kept me grounded. They said, actually, mum, think about it this way, like life coaching me a bit, mm. uh, to get me through things. And and that's that's a brilliant, a brilliant thing that's come out of it as well, that you can always ask the books, coming back to that. I wouldn't know. I'm, I wouldn't necessarily do a baking book because I, 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 I don't see that. I and mean, there's a lot of those out. I'm, I'm into caravanning and camping and holidays and touring and mm. cook, cooking in confined spaces. I've just been on the TV and done a little show um, in that area. And I think that might be my niche. But my, my whole life is fairly different. To, well, it's, it's, it's been an interesting ride, really. So whether I could combine stuff with a, an appropriate recipe or I don't know but I I probably will do a book I just mm. feel like women you know we're of a certain age as well our kids are your kids are grown our kids are my kids are grown hers are getting close to being grown and you're looking for something something I don't want to say something to do because it, that's not what it is but we're looking for purpose I think then the word is purpose and I feel like your journey and what you've done is such a beautiful story to inspire all of us to go, 
give it a try. Absolutely try right. something. Absolutely. And, and if you have the confidence just to jump in and try, who cares? If you hadn't made well, bake, bake I, off, who cares? You would have done this beautiful challenge. You did this beautiful challenge to yourself. And then it exploded into this thing where you're talking to a couple of weirdos over in this, in the States, all these years (laughs) later. (laughs) It is. It's so wonderful. And I feel like if you could just distill that down into a book that people like us would read, I think you could inspire just women, especially that you can, you can try things. It doesn't matter that you're 60 years old. It doesn't matter how old and it doesn't matter if it doesn't work either. You know, I've done some stuff in my life and it, uh, you know, I started it full of passion and and it hasn't for whatever reason necessarily um, worked out, but I don't care. Right. (laughs) I mean, at the end of the day, at the end of life, it, 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 nobody, it doesn't matter, does it? Who's, who's judging? I mean, and if they are, I'm not worried about that because I don't. I try very hard not to let other people's opinions of me affect how I, you know, it's up to me to affect how I feel today. Isn't that isn't one it? of the best things about getting older? Yes. Who cares? <laughs> I, I wish I'd have been able to apply that when I was a younger person, you know. I say that um, all the time, all the time. Yeah. Um, so absolutely, um, book-wise, thank you. Thank you. That's actually... Planted a little little sort of seed there. To, oh. Because sometimes, sometimes you're not, with me anyway, sometimes I know where I'm going. I've always known from a small child that something exceptional or unusual or exciting or buzzing or something was going to be my lot. I've, I've never, ever oh. doubted that. Through all the trials and tribulations, through all the, 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 the peaks and the troughs of, of life, I, I've had that. I don't know where it came from. So I'm not surprised by this. That's the thing. You know, it, wow. it's it's not like, oh, what happened? I just think, ah, that was, that was, that was, it. I never thought it was going to be this. <laughs> I couldn't have predicted it, but I knew it was going to be something. And I know more so, you know. Um, and so I didn't there's know your title. There's your book title. What, what I'm, not I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I always knew I was amazing. I just didn't know what I was going to do. I'm not surprised. I love that. I yeah. Uh, well, it's 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 a true thing. And I didn't know I was going to be sixty before I started on that journey. But you know, there's a time and a place, maybe for everything in your life, isn't there? And yeah. because when I'd got my girls, I was a single mother when I was a young. Um, I had the first daughter. Uh, I wasn't married, mm-hmm. and um, so I was I was working hard to sort of um to look after her I was working full-time and doing stuff and I was very fortunate then that I got help because <laughs> I couldn't have gone to work and, and that without people giving me free help family mm-hmm. and friends we, we came together and, and managed the situation and then I went on to, to marry John and we've got Vanessa and now we've got two girls um so it's been like you, like you say when you've got a young family, you know it's all on, isn't it? It's all on. <laughs> Get, just getting everybody up to school and work and doing and coming back and doing all the things they need to do. There, it's bedtime. You know, there's not maybe a lot of time for for um, this happening. Yes, necessarily. But uh, anyway, it did, and that's the thing. It, uh, it, uh, I'm not surprised. No, <laughs> I love so, it. 
You must have some more questions. I'm 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 rocking this now. I, we I'm, have we have questions, yeah. but I just love listening to you talk. This is I'm I do too. very I'm, inspired. I'm unexpectedly like really moved and inspired, and I didn't I just thought we'd be talking about you know about cakes. Yeah, the whole thing, the whole thing is lots of things to lots of people. It's wonderful that it brings the show, brings so much pleasure across the world, really. I think that's that's the beautiful thing. It's evolved, of course, you know, in the very first series, but when when it started, it was more like um, an English country fair. You yes. know, um, which garden party type thing of the vicarage garden party where you'd have a cake stall, and, and it was the bakes were perhaps simpler, and they didn't, yes. they certainly didn't have biscuit chandeliers in week one, did they? You know, <laughs> and, and it was lovely, and it was more, it was like real baking then, and I think so, sometimes it's just a little bit. Um, a lot of people say, well, that's not normal, but it's a challenge. You see, that's the thing. I think it's it's getting the it's a tv show isn't it at the end of the day so it's got to appeal to lots of people and and i think it still does and it's a kind thing and the production team were wonderful and it, i remember getting some advice from one of the cameramen i couldn't get my melting chocolate dough uh-huh just watch it <laughs> i couldn't get that to balance because i was dipping a balloon in chocolate for mine. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I've had loads and loads of casualties at home in the practices. You know, it had gone very badly to the point where I was despairing of it. And that's when my family came in with that practice because I remember I couldn't, I was going through a real difficult, how can I go on the telly next week? Because I can't get this balloon to do. It keeps bursting. It keeps falling off, things happening to it. And my daughters came straight in and they sent me powerful messages and photographs of my little great granddaughter Silka saying go go grand melting chocolate dome you can do and all this business so I got down eventually I managed to get it sorted at home but in the tent chocolate's a different matter of course we all know that don't we mm-hmm. and it's to always be the hottest day <laughs> um, and it was and um, just before we got no during it that's it during the filming so I'm, I've got this chocolate on the balloon and I've got a cup mug thing that it was going to stand in to set. And I couldn't, it was, I was saying, oh. And the cameraman said, put some cling film, you know, plastic wrap, put some cling film in your cup and over it, and it will help it. And I went, how do you know that? He went, I've been filming in this <laughs> for 10 years, Karen. I've seen a lot of things, you know. And even that, I remember. And, and the production team were very, very supportive and kind, you know. Um, it, it's, for me anyway, I don't know, everybody has a different take perhaps, but I've, I've found the process to be not a bed of roses. I know Dan, Dan Beasley Harling hears me say this stuff and he'll go, I remember you crying. He'll be talking about that cake I did with Monet if he saw me because, I mean, I was snivelling and, and a right wreck and also the dome one. But he misses my point. As, uh, it's a bit like childbirth, you know, it's always good after the event, isn't it? Oh, yes, of course. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it was, though, because even those difficult times teach you something. It ta- certainly taught me something about myself and uh, endurance and all sorts of things. So I look back on the whole experience as being mm. a very positive one, for even for the parts that weren't so pleasant 
it was still a positive because, well, everything should have a plus, shouldn't it, like that? I mean, you should be able to learn from something every time you do anything. Yes. Um, and I did. So I loved it. I'm, I'm, I keep I keep wanting to go on the festive bake. I keep, I've said to oh, them, yeah. pick me, pick me. I want to go back. I think it'll be terrifying, of course, again, to be in there with Paul Hollywood. <laughs> but, um, but I'd be in it like a shot, yes. I was going to say, Karen, it definitely comes across your positivity. You're always thanking them for their feedback. That definitely comes through. And when we discussed, um, you know, some of your episodes and we're talking about you, we said she seems so positive. And that is refreshing to not take it personally, all, or at least appear to. And I think before the very first episode, they're interviewing you and you say something to the effect of, I'm good under pressure. And that, I mean, despite your chocolate balloon backstory, <laughs> that comes across too. You always seem very, you know, collected and, you know, at least in the editing. I, 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 I think I sort of know what you mean. I mean, I, I felt when I was in the tent, people say about looking down on yourself, you know, like an out-of-body experience. And I, I, I remember feeling that in a very pleasant sort of way, thinking, oh, why am I so calm, actually, most of the time? <laughs> you know, certainly at the beginning of, you know, when you're going the tent for each day, when you go in and you sort of get behind your bench, you know. And I am a bit of a performer, remember. You know, I do like to show off. Um, so I would be standing there and thinking, right, <laughs> sure I'm looking at you. Um, but so so yeah. But I, I mean, I did. I, I talked to myself a lot before that. I, you know, I, I never expected to win it. <laughs> I was very very lucky to get through the first. You got rounds, through really. a lot of that. I know. I couldn't believe it. Got back to the hotel at night to my family. Went, oh, I'm still in it. <laughs> <laughs> so when it was time to go, even I mean, do you remember I haven't seen any of the episodes since I've got them all on DVD. You haven't oh, watched it? No. No, not yet. <gasps> is is there a reason? Yeah. Really, I sort of, I sort of, I've so I've seen it when it was broadcast. And okay. That's it. Okay. Um, I haven't looked back at it since. So I, I, I don't. I feel like it's a magic bubble that I don't not necessarily want to prick it. If there's things in there that I don't see how I remember it, I'll get there someday. But I'm quite happy with my memories um, as a stand. Yeah. I, I think that I think that's probably the reason. When it got to my turn to go, leave the tent. Um, that's what we we generally say when I left the tent, uh, week five, which was halfway. And I was absolutely thrilled to get that far. And as the as the the challenges that week were going, um, I sort of knew that it was my time. So although I remember having those tears on my face at the final few um, vox pops that we did, it it it, it wasn't. I wasn't distraught or distressed in any way in terms of I just knew it was time. And it was great to go out with Terry. We left on the same, you know, yes. there's a big story about that, really, why that came to pass. But um, so it was the right time to go. Um, could I have done better, though? Yes, of course. I mean, the thing is, no, no fielding led me astray. I'm going to tell you this <laughs> in oh, the nicest possible way. Well, what it was, it was Spice Week and... Um, 
the signature challenge was simple enough. It was just to do a spice cake, not ginger. You could use a bit of ginger if you wanted, but it hadn't, you know, so it had to be other stuff. And I can't remember what I did, but I know I, was, I took half a bottle of brandy with me into the tent to make my frosting. Do you, how do you remember this? It, it was too boozy. Uh, too right. boozy. Because Noel Fielding kept saying to me, Crew Leaf, she likes brandy. And I mean, I've, I ought to oh. have known it was just, it was, I mean, it was just being playful. But I just really thought, well, why not? I'll tell you what, I'll put brandy in the mixture. I'll put brandy on the cooked cake. Like you do if you make a trifle and you put a bit of sherry on. But I mean, brandy, it's fiery, isn't it? Yeah. Fiery up there in the brandy Alexander frosting thing. And it just, I think Paul said, you know, if it would have been a brandy cake, then you'd have hit the brief, but you didn't, did you? And that was it. And then they, and then the biscuit chandelier. There's nothing really wrong with it, but it was just not as good as everybody else's. Right. <laughs> you know. Um, so it was the right the right time. And um, I disappeared. I'll, I'll tell you something else that, that, that I did on leaving that particular week uh, then. I, um, I went back to the hotel afterwards, as you do, and... I was looking through my social media, it was Facebook, I think. And you know, I mentioned I used to work in France with the caravans. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking through and one of my managers that had been a manager of mine said, I'm looking for a couple for two weeks work in the centre of France. It's just 20 mobile homes, 20 caravans just need cleaning and inventorizing, they need all the pots and pans put in and sorting out, ready for the season. Um, is there anybody out there that's short notice? And I said, how short notice? And she said, I'm wanting somebody like tomorrow, Karen. I said, well, the day after do. I said, because she, <laughs> she didn't know, obviously, that I was in the Bake Off Hotel because it was during the filming, so she mm-hmm. had no idea. So I said, I can be in France the day after tomorrow. So we said, yeah. And then I just rang Johnny, didn't know this. I rang my husband and said, John, listen, I'm in the bake off, I'm in the hotel, as you know. I'm coming home on the train tomorrow morning. Can you go down to get our caravan out of storage, get it hooked up to the car, because we're going to work in France the day after that for two weeks? And he went, what doing? I said, be cleaning caravans, it'll be fun. And off we went. And I yes. came back, I came back wow. for the final. Wow. I, I spent one night in my own home after that until after the final, the Great British Bake Off final, we were touring around, kept, went back for that. And, and it was good for me because, you know, it was a funny feeling leaving. So I, did, I dealt with it. Yeah. And so the, when you go to France, you do your work, you ha- you've signed some kind of non-disclosure. You have to yes. keep everything a secret. Everything quiet, everything a secret. What is and that like? Oh, Even with your daughters? Oh. With your daughters and your husband? You had well, to keep they, that a secret? They all, they all had to sign it. When we went down for the final, for the party thing, I think they allowed about, in my case, I had 20 people, which was quite a lot, came. And at that point... Um, they obviously knew and they had to sign. So I asked my, my friends and my family that I wanted to come down and they signed the disclosure. So it's all on trust that, that they do keep to that, you know, and, and it didn't get leaked. But when I went to France, of course, the, the lady that, that Krista, she was called, she, she had absolutely no idea. So when it came out, what, six weeks later, when it's announced to the newspapers, 
she said, oh, she said, I knew there was something. I knew there was something weird about why you'd come out. Just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was escaping the Bake Off tent. Right. I was getting, getting a new perspective on myself away from everything, really. It was um, probably refreshing, so yeah. wasn't it? Just to Yes, it was. And it was doing a lot great to ponder. And, of course, we had our WhatsApp group. So we've got Love Productions gave our, I think they do it to all the years. So we'd got all the bakers in our twelve. On a, and they still do have it on a WhatsApp. Uh, so of course, I was. Um, we were all messaging about who'd, you know. So I knew what's going off. And who'd gone the week after the week after the week after. Just didn't know. Obviously, nobody knew who was going to win that year. Mm-hmm. Um, that that was a big wow. surprise on the day. Of course, I always yeah. wondered if you could find out the next one. So that that answers one of my questions. Well, yeah, on that, yeah, um, because because yeah, yeah, you're all part of a little friend group, and we're all in it together, really. Um, so yeah, I knew it was you know I like the week after it was pastry week, which I was disappointed, perhaps in a way I didn't get to pastry week, you know, because I wanted to do my one. I'd, I'd got a good idea for it. it I thought that to- would have been your. I, well, I like pies. I like pastries and pies mm-hmm. and breads more than sweet things, really. And I was going to do a, a French a fleur de lis. That story is that I spent a lot of time in France. Mm-hmm. And one of the campsites that I first worked on was in Burgundy, beautiful place. And um, it was beef bourguignon, the dish, which was the um, in, in the campsite restaurant. It was their classic and I sort of copied it. So I was going to do this fleur de lis shape filled with this beef bourguignon oh, oh wow. gravy and lots of decorations and, and things on it. So I, anyway, I'm just di- digressing really because it, yeah, it was, it was um, Dan to follow it after the week after it was pastry week and he, he did his awful fish thing. Right. <laughs> That's right. So I knew, you know, yeah. uh, what was going on. Yes, mm-hmm. we did. Yes, mm-hmm. I would like to see some of your pastries, please. I'm sure it would be fantastic. <laughs> Well, I've just followed you guys on Instagram, so oh, thank um, you. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so you can have a little peek at mine as well. Absolutely. Can I can I just ask you, Karen, this bittersweet moment where you and Terry are eliminated together? Yes. What? So, can you talk about your bond with Terry? What What is it that drew you together? And what was it that drew us together? Well, yes, a good, very good question. That ah, lots of lots of things. Um, we're from completely different backgrounds, Terry and I. Um, he, you know, he's uh, got a different. He's, he's got different set of family and business life and things and and i'm a less co- co- he's more complicated he's got lots of strings to his bow in lots of different different ways i've discovered um so we're not from the same sort of background uh but we are of an age he's a little bit younger than me but we were definitely i was the oldest that year and he was the next and um i sort of gravitated to sit with him uh, you know in our downtime quite a bit he likes to sing there's a very good voice oh. and um i like to sing and i haven't particularly got a good voice but again it's something that i do anyway good for <laughs> you <laughs> you know <laughs> because i like it so we would sing um or, you know, when we were sitting out on the grass and things, or we were walking down, um, we tended to, to do that. And so we got chatting about about things. And then, of course, when we were eliminated together, that was 
like an almost an unbreakable bond really it was something Aww. that I don't think it's happened I was gonna say before. that's very unique for the show yeah it, definitely and so therefore when we went together it was it softened the blow I remember we were sitting and he and I both we didn't know that it was going to be two people until the end or whatever maybe we did at the beginning I can't remember did we know did we they know said it could possibly go? be two yeah, so we were not sure. Um, but we were sitting, I remember sitting next to him on the stools, waiting and holding hands and um, and feeling quite sort of strong together and the inevitable happened and it was comfortable and comforting to have somebody else in the same situation, you know. But neither of us were surprised anyway. Mm-hmm. And um, neither of us, well, certainly, I, I don't know whether, I don't, See, Terry, if you look at his work, Terry is an artist. Yes. Terry makes, he does things for Warner Brothers now. He makes Hagrid's houses and he does all this. He's absolutely we just saw We just saw Hogwarts and Gingerbread last night. Now. <laughs> <laughs> he's a sculptor, Terry is, in his life. You know, he, so he's very, very talented and he can do And I am absolutely now... Um, I, I'm like at his feet if I could. I want him to teach me so much, you know, because he can cut wonderful stuff. He's just very, very good. But he had misjudged how limiting the tent experience was. So he is the best baker in terms of visually, at least. I don't mm-hmm. know about the taste, but nobody can, nobody can top him. Nobody. But you've got to be able to do it in the tent. Yes. And that's the thing. You know, so he had sort of misjudged that perhaps a little bit. Um, I had no illusions of going on to the end. Now, if, if I went again now, you see, three years' experience, maybe, maybe it would be a different story. Who will ever know? But, um, know. you know, we don't, do you? And it doesn't matter anyway. So, yeah, back to Terry and me. So I don't know, really. We were, we were quite quickly asked to... Um, we did extra slice together, so that was another opportunity to spend time with each other, uh, which was a lot of fun, honestly. It was great. That was. That's something and that we uh, don't get to see here. Uh, I've seen some bootleg uh, yeah. type videos of it, and I'm... I'm in. I want to see all of that, but they don't. They don't show it to us I don't here know. in the states. No, it, it's it's a fun hour. Uh, each baker has. It. So Terry and I went on together and mm-hmm. chatted. A bit like this, really, just chatting about how, how we felt and everything, showing our best clips and, and funny parts that you perhaps haven't seen, because that's the, one of the reasons I think that they, they get us wearing the same clothes probably is more for the extra slice editing, because they, they put really funny things together, you yes. know. Um, I think there's a bit of them on me there, because I'm so old-fashioned. Uh, somebody said something about David Craig, and I said, isn't he James Bond? <laughs> Something. Daniel Craig. Craig Davis. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all funny bits when, you know, so it's that sort of thing, really. And then Terry and I and John went on a, quite quickly we came out and they realised that he has a motorhome, I have a caravan. And um, we were asked if we'd like to go on a paid blogging trip to um, Austria and Prague. So we went oh. as a threesome. And um, it was, oh, fab, really. I mean, the, the, the flowers. It was Heimer that, that, that did it, and they flew, the three of us, uh, over to Munich, and we picked up two motorhomes, brand-new motorhomes, and we went to Salzburg. We did the Sound of Music tour. 
Oh. Terry and I singing our heads off on the on the coach <laughs> going around, you know. Uh, we went to Vienna, the film was in Vienna on the white horses and the carriages and looking at all the cake shops, Terry and I cooking in the motorhomes and things. So that was a that was a brilliant experience, you know. So it just and then lockdown because during during the pandemic when it's it's its worst. Um, as everybody did. We weren't quizzing Terry and I, because most people were doing quizzes, weren't they? But we we just kept each other chatting and we'd mm. Zoom, Zoom two or three times a week, you know. So, and we do talk about possibly doing bits of work together um, because he does his own thing. I do a lot of my stuff now that's developed, but um, I do see us working together in some, in some way. I think we'd make a good double act. I would love to see that. And Probably. also is... Can we see that blog? How could we find that blog of your travels through Austin? Oh, yeah. It's on, um, it, it's Facebook and it's Etrusco. It's a really, it's a really sound, weird sounding word. It's E-T-R-U-S-C-O, Etrusco. That's the name of, so Heim is the parent company and Etrusco is a brand. Okay. And um, I'm sure it's on there. I'll, I'll, if you can't find it, let me know and I'll, I'll get it. I'll look it up and send it. Because it's two or three minute video of okay. us doing these lovely things in Vienna. It was specifically Vienna that they filmed. And uh, my photographs are taken elsewhere, you know. Oh, it was wonderful. We would love to see that. Bye. One of the things that Ellison and I actually did together in the 90s, we went to Vienna together. It's one of the did things you? that we did. Yeah. Oh, Oh, so, you must um, look at that then. This, this will make us yes. very yeah. nostalgic. Oh, I've never been before, and Terry had, and because he's he's well travelled as well, he's been to lots of, of places. So you know, he knew the places to take me to and to show me. And oh, it was, we were blessed with beautiful. We were there about three days, mm-hmm. and we were carried. Our our motorhomes were. Uh, out of the city we went in on the train and the weather it was March but the weather was beautiful so when you look at it you'll see it was really good I can't wait oh well Karen we thank you so much it's been a joy and a pleasure and it's just been so great to meet you thank you for joining us you are very absolutely my pleasure ah thank you thank you anytime (laughs) I'm happy to come back maybe we (laughs) could get you and Terry to do a absolutely that would be really Yes, certainly. We would love that. Well, until that happens, we're all done. I'm dusted. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Soggy Bottom Girls or connect with us at SoggyBottomGirls.com. And may all your bakes be worthy of a Hollywood handshake.